my computer for my questions. So, um, oh, don't delete. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, technology, you gotta love technology. Okay, this is my mom. Everybody say hi, Ada. Hi, Ada. <laughs> Um, mom is, actually I'll let mom introduce herself. Mom is from Holland and I'll let you kind of just introduce where you were born and when you came to Canada and all that jazz. Okay. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands and our parents had 14 children. I'm down the bottom side. <laughs> and um, we were raised Catholic, very, very strong Catholic and I was always in church. Like the church was nothing new to me. We prayed at home, we went to church, we had catechism in school, so I learned about God, and I loved God right from a little child, because I just wanted to meet him and be an angel in heaven, but <laughs> that's what we were thinking. However, um, when, when I was 11, my father passed away, and half of my family at that time was already immigrated to Canada, all the older ones. So mom was stuck with all those little ones back home, so she decided we want my family back together. And so we came to Canada. I was 12, almost 13. And to start a new life at that age is very difficult because you've already established friendship. And I was a real good gymnast, and I didn't want to leave that because I was going to go to the Olympics. <laughs> and anyway, we came to Canada, and um, yeah. Here she is. Here she and, is. and when she says she's a real good gymnast, um, my mom can still do the splits. <laughs> like for real. For real. It, it's like her trick whenever we have the grandbabies here. It's like, oh my, can you do the splits? And she legit does. We went on a mission trip one time to the Ukraine. And what did they call you? Babushka. 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 And um, we ever, when we did this mission trip, we did a youth camp. and. Um, every morning of the youth camp, we had to do, like, it was part of the thing we had to do, like, aerobic exercises. It was just part of what they asked us to do with the kids. So, mom was leading the exercise one day, and we were kind of on, a, like, a bit of a platform outside. And at the end, my mom goes down full on into the splits. <laughs> and these kids were, like, freaking out. They were calling her crazy babushka. <laughs> okay, mom, so we're going to start... Um, and just ask you, what part did God play? Which you, you touched on a little bit already, but what part did God play in your life growing up? And did you feel like he was there? Yeah, I always felt God was with me. Um, I never knew him personally as my savior, but I always believed in him. And um, yeah, I just, you know, was faithful and went to church. And one time I was in Canada and my girlfriend invited me for a weekend, and I missed church because they weren't church goers, and I felt so guilty. I was like, oh my goodness, I've sinned, you know, I've done a great big sin. Anyway, um, you want me to Would tell? you say, like, you, your relationship then was more, more about, like, it wasn't a relationship, it was more about just... Yeah, like, you know, like, you were taught that you're supposed to go to church, and you're sinning if you don't, and so it was more like... You know, a guilt feeling, a duty, a, duty, a yeah. sense of duty that I had missed out, and yeah. So, um, tell us about the moment you felt you needed to seek God in a deeper way, so more of a relationship with Him that eventually brought you to um, salvation in Christ. Okay. Um, 
So as a teenager, of course, I started, at first I wanted to be a nun, and then you know, I met boys, and that was the end of that. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I met my husband over here. Um, I was 18 years old, and I told him, how old are you? And he goes, 25, and says, you're too old for me. <laughs> but anyway, two years later, we were married. And then two years after that, I had a beautiful daughter. And, uh, and so uh, a year after that, uh, we had a boy. So it was like 14 months apart, uh, two children. And uh, I guess I got to go back for a minute, because when I was 15 years old, um, I lost a kidney. And that's kind of hard on your body, uh, especially when you're expecting children. So um, the doctors told me I could not have any more children. And that was kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, am I allowed to do that? And they said, you know, being Catholic, you got to have children, right? So anyway, in those days, um, I was in the hospital having our, uh, our son, and my kidney was really bad. So we had to make a choice between our son or my life. And so I chose my life and my husband chose, no, I chose the baby's life. My husband chose my life. And I was like, this was kind of a you know, situation where, oh my goodness. Anyway, God worked it out that we were both good. You know, I got the baby and even though I didn't know him personally, God worked out that I was okay, the baby was okay, so. But then I was in the hospital and the, the priest came to see me and he said, do you know, because I had to tie my tubes, the doctor said, no more children or you will die. So I had to have my tubes tied. And so that was according to the church of sin. So when the priest came to the hospital and said, you know, you have to undo what you've done, uh, which was sad because, you know, like that, that isn't right, but he probably didn't know any better. And I was so upset and I was crying my heart out when my husband came to visit me and I said, um, you know, I have to undo what I've done and the priest told me this. So, so that's when we stepped away from church. We stepped away from God because we chose to have life, right? So <clears throat> for a number of years, we didn't go to church, we didn't do anything much at all, until it came time for you guys to go to school. And I'm like, okay, what school am I gonna put the children in? All I knew was a Catholic church and a Catholic school, and I said, well, we're gonna to have to put our kids to a Catholic school, because that's all we know. And so we started to go back to church, because you can't live one way and then teach your children another. So we all went back to church. And, um, that went on for a few years, and our life was pretty good. We had a nice home, we had nice kids, everything was going really well. And then Jehovah Witnesses knocked on my door one day, and I didn't have to work then, I was, we were doing good. And um, they had all this information about God, and, and I'm like, what? Because I was Catholic, I knew my Bible, I knew my catechism, right? And they're going, did you know that uh, God's name is Jehovah? And I'm like, no, because <laughs> I didn't. 
And so they start teaching you, and, and I invited them in, and I was so impressed with their knowledge about the Bible that bugged me. I'm like, so I went out and got my great, I had a great big Bible at home, it's about that size. So I got out my big Catholic Bible, and I'm saying, ah, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't. I didn't know the books of the Bible. I didn't know the names of all the books. I didn't know. I felt so dumb. I thought, how come I don't know these things? I knew the stories, you know, like Jesus yeah. and Abraham, and I, you know, you knew all the Bible stories, but I didn't know scripture. I didn't know what they were talking about. And so I got really involved with them. Um, I went door to door with them. Uh, it was, you know, that I started to believe them because, wow, they were just too knowledgeable for me. So it came to the point where I wanted to join them. I said, that's it, I'm gonna join these guys, but that, that's really true. And um, so my husband, I said to my husband, We're gonna, I'm gonna join the uh, Jehovah Witness people, and he's going, no you're not, you join them? He says, then you can get out. And I couldn't believe, my husband got so mad at me, because why? I was thinking of doing the right thing, right? He said, okay, make a choice between them or your family, because you won't see your kids. Well, I wasn't going to leave my children ever. So there was no way. So I decided, well, I guess I got to go home because I never will leave my children. But at this point in my life, I, I thought that I had turned my back on God because I had left God because I chose children before Him. It was like a really awful, awful feeling, and. Um, that one night, I it was in the middle of the night, and I just walked the streets of you know where we lived up north, and I cried out to God, and I said, you know, if you're real, like why do I have to leave my children and be you know a total witness? And I I couldn't handle it, and I cried and cried, and I made the decision, I'm gonna go home with my kids because I'm not gonna. So then I I figured, well, I'm doomed. It doesn't matter, I'm doomed, so I might as well live it up, which I did, you know, it's uh, drinking, uh, our marriage was going to pot because we were fighting, uh, I was drinking, I thought I, I you know, what's the use, I, I'm doomed to go, you don't believe in hell, but I'm doomed to go to the grave and never be anything anymore, annihilated, and so uh, things got from that to worse, and um, so one night um, I was pretty drunk, and it was in the winter time, and I had heard that if you die in the snow, in ice, if you freeze to death, that's a wonderful death. You don't feel anything. You just get cold, and you don't feel anything, and you just go to sleep. So that's what I decided I was going to do. We had a little tiny puppy doggy, and I took the little puppy doggy with me. Everybody was sleeping in the house, and I went and I buried myself in a ditch where there was lots of snow and ice and covered myself all up. Problem was, this little doggy kept popping up <laughs> out of the snow. I said, Come back, I want you with me. I wanted somebody to with me, and I died. So anyway, a couple, the Lord was, the couple walked by, it must have been about maybe two o'clock in the morning, 
And this couple walked by and they saw a little doggy popping out of his mouth. And so they came to look and they recognized me as it was a small town and they knew who I was. And he said, hey, what are you doing there? Get out of there, like, come on out. I said, go away, I want to die, just leave me alone. And so they went to my, our home, Zinni, where we lived, and um, woke my husband up. And so he came and he found me and he wrapped me up in a blanket and took me home. And uh, then I would drink water. Yeah, of course.
Anyway, I went three times and I, I finally said to her, okay, I'll go to your Bible study. And I meant to bring my little Bible. It was a little New Testament. Um, and she gave that to me for a ladies' coffee Bible. And so I went. And the people were so nice. I'm like, how come you so nice? How can you be so nice? How can you love me? How, you know, there was something about these people that, that I knew I wanted, but I, I didn't know what it was. So we studied the book of John. And um, of course, when we came to the part where Jesus cried, Jesus died for you. Jesus Christ was crucified for my sin, my sin. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I couldn't handle it. I just started to cry. I just started to weep and weep and weep and, you know, I don't know. Want to ask some questions? <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great. You can yeah. tell us, continue to tell us about your journey, how you finally came to realize the difference, like having a relationship yeah. to the Lord. To have a relationship with the Lord, because I, you know, when that day when I accepted Jesus as my Savior, it was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, it was like a big burden fell off my shoulder, and I was going to save the world. You know, like that's it. I'm free. I felt, you know, like there was nothing, and nobody could hurt me. Nobody could stop me. I was going to go out there and, and just save the whole wide world because that's how I felt. Because it was such a, I had a peace, you know, that surpasses all understanding. I had a joy, like I'm, you know, I wasn't angry anymore. I wasn't mad anymore. I was joyful and happy and I don't know it was just a, a feeling I'd never experienced before and I knew in my heart that it was real it was real and real and real problem was now I have to tell Laura that I found another religion <laughs> <laughs> at first it was like Catholic then it was J-Hope Jehovah and now it was free but it didn't matter because I knew this was real I knew this time it was real, 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 and I believe that he could see that too. I mean, it took three years before he got saved after that, but um, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew. That's all I could say. And, you know, I lived my life before him, and even though uh, he didn't allow me to go to another church, we went to the Catholic Church, and so I became a lector in the church. I started to, um, in the, you know, read the Word of God in the Catholic Church. I started to hand out communion, and then one day um, when I was handing out communion, and I had the host, and I'm going, the body of Christ to people, and I thought, this is not really the body of Christ. This is just a, a piece of bread, you know, realizing that, yeah, that was different. And so I started to go to a, a little church in town, he allowed me to go. After a while, he just said, well, bring your bed there, because you're there so much. <laughs> so I got involved in um, youth group. I got involved in children's church. I got involved in everything, whatever it was. And whenever I prayed, you know, like, I, like the Holy Spirit was really moving in my heart. And I knew there was more, and I would say, God, whatever you have for me, I want it. You know, like when I wanted to have the gift of tongues, I stood in front of the altar and went, <laughs> Lord, give it to me, I want it, you know? But yeah, 
and then he filled me, and then that was it. Like, I was like, wow, that's power. You know, God gives you the power and the joy, and you name it. So I, when I was in youth group, um, in the meantime, you had gotten saved, our son had gotten saved. We just needed to work on that. <laughs> so I had to go to, a, not a had to, there was a, a play in the next town was Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And I needed another vehicle because I had a lot of young youth people. So I needed another vehicle to, um, to, to transport some children. And so I said to my husband, uh, would you mind like, to drive these kids? He was the one I'm gonna do when you're in church. I said, well, go for a coffee, whatever, doesn't matter. But he came in and he got saved. <laughs> in that time where, in those couple of years, and I know I mentioned last week with, with Pastor Dubois that used to visit Dad and, 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 uh, and, and just be his friend, um, there was obviously times that would have been really challenging for you, um, having an uns like a, a husband who doesn't believe in Christ. Tell me a little, and it's not one of our questions, but tell me maybe like in those moments, though, like what was kind of, how did you see that God gave you Well, strength? it was really difficult because I wasn't allowed to leave any literature around. I wasn't allowed to leave the Bible around because um, he would just get angry, you know, he'd just get mad. Um, but I knew all the time it was like the Holy Spirit moving in him. And everybody I met that didn't know him, I would say, pray for my husband, pray for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> everybody needs salvation. Um, and, and I would leave tracks everywhere too, uh, hoping that he would maybe peek at it. That <laughs> <laughs> was bad. But, awesome. but I meant well. But I also knew that I had to um, respect my husband. I also knew that I had to, you know, if he said no, it was no. And then one day he got really angry at me for some reason I don't know. Can't remember, it's too long ago, but I went upstairs and I started crying. I'm feeling sore for myself, and I'm going, I said to God, I'm never going to pray for that man again. <laughs> so then the, the Lord spoke to me really hard, deep in my heart, and he said, you go back downstairs and love your husband. <gasps> That's what I have to do. And I did, and, you know, everything was okay again. But sometimes you have to, these knocks that, you know, when God checks your heart, you just got to go and do it. And I had really, there was a, in between, in between, um, before we moved, when we were still up north, there was a, a business meeting, business thing going on with my husband and, uh, and where he worked, because the man cheated us very badly. And so I hated that guy so bad. Um, I thought if I have a car, I'm gonna run him over and kill him. <laughs> and, um, I'm just telling you how it was, you know. So then um, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you need to go and forgive that man. And I'm like, what? He hurt us. We're almost in debt, like we're almost broke. You went with me, I took you with me. Um, and we faced that man, he was a businessman, had a big store in town, huge business, everybody knew him. And so I said to Wendy, you want to come with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we went together and I, I faced that man and I said, Oh, I have read it. Oh, I'm sorry for hating your guts. I'm sorry. <laughs> he looked at me going, It's okay. Didn't matter. But the thing was, when I said that, it was like a release came. I, I, I didn't hate him anymore. It was like I was clean, you know, like it was, yeah. felt good. So you're a different person than what you, Definitely. you would say. You oh, are. yeah. Like your language changes, your heart changes, your, you know, you become a new creature in Christ and you, you just, you're different. You love, your love, you know, is more for everybody, um, for all people, for no matter what. Before we before we close up, I wonder if you would tell the story you told me the other day about when you were a kid and you wanted to see Jesus. Oh yeah. And uh, what you did. Yeah, I was a, I was about maybe eight or nine, and um, my girlfriend and I we decided to play hooky from school, and so it was in the afternoon. This, this is in Holland, and um, so we said. In those days, all the churches were open. It was never locked. So we played hooky, and I, I said, well, let's go in church. He said, okay, so we went to church. And they have all around the building, there's like stations of the cross, and these pictures are huge. They were almost on ceiling to the floor where it shows all the different stages of the Lord. So we stood in front of every one of them and prayed. And this was a real great time playing hooky. <laughs> I wanted to go to church playing hooky. <laughs> I wanted to, uh, I really wanted to see Jesus. And um, I knew, uh, I don't know if you know what the sacristy is, but it's a part where in front of the altar, there's like a, a little, I don't know what you call it. Um, where they hold the hope. The, the yeah, where there's a challenge. The challenge is in there and they have a little door and it locks. And that's where like communion is in. Yeah, the communion's in there. So I, I said, Jesus lives in there, you know? Let's go talk to him. And uh, I wanted to go and talk to Jesus. And I walked up there and wanted to open up that little cabinet where the host was, like the challenge where the host was in. Because I really, really wanted to talk to Jesus. And then the, the door was locked. And there was no key there. I'm like, oh, I want to talk to Jesus. Then a priest came in, so we ran and took off because we were playing hooky. But it was the heart. My heart was my heart was in the right place. I was just going about it the wrong way. And when I did my first Holy Communion, I was seven years old, and my dad walked me down the street when, you know, we have to put a confession and all that stuff. So then that day, my dad said to me, you know, Ada, if you were to die right now, you'd go straight to heaven because your heart's clean. I'm like, oh, awesome. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like through my whole life, I think God knew. God knew my heart. He knew that I loved him, even though I went many times crazy the wrong way. He loved me through it all. And I just thank him for the love he gave me, the joy, the peace, the happiness, and, you know, my whole family is saved, and I'm just so thankful. Yeah. Amen. What would you say 
to somebody who maybe is watching right now or somebody in the room right now who maybe doesn't understand when you say I have a relationship with Christ and they're sitting there and they're like, what, what does that mean? What would you want to say to them in regards to what you're feeling about having a relationship with Jesus? I'm not sure what the question was. If somebody's listening right now who doesn't know Jesus, what would you want to say to them? Um, well, first of all, I think your heart has to be for God. Um, and I would say learn the Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your teacher because I was misled. You know, like um, the devil's out there like a roaring lion trying to deceive, and I was deceived. I was deceived into believing something that wasn't true. And so if you learn the word, know the scripture, and ask the Holy Spirit to be your teacher rather than uh, somebody that's not sure, or, yeah. you know, like, awesome. I learned over the years that most cults that are out there, they do not believe in a triune God. They don't believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being one. And that is one of the big things that, you know, you have to watch out for. So I would say, you know, get your heart right and read the word and get the word in your heart and God will show you the rest. God will teach you. The Holy Spirit will be your guide and teacher. And, um, and get into a, a Bible-believing church, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I just told my sister yesterday on the phone. I said, Carol, you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart because she's lost her husband and she's so sad. And I said, you know, we have a blessed hope. You know, this is not the life. Like, there's a life here after, hallelujah. You know, like, you need to know Jesus as your Savior, as ask him to come into your heart. And um, she said, well, how do you know there's life here after? So, well, there is. You have to be a believer, you know. You have a favorite scripture verse in John. Well, the, the scripture verse that set me kind of free from the Jehovah Witnesses was John 9, 1, because it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And they were there again, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And the Word is in capital letters. So Jesus was with God right from the beginning. And uh, that set me free. That totally set me free. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, you can have a seat. Um, we're going to sing It's No Longer I That Live It. And then um, as they're singing that, I just, I just wonder if there's anyone, if you don't know who Christ is and you don't understand what it is to have a relationship with him, maybe you're watching online or you're in this room today and you're like, I don't really get what that means, but I want to. I want to know who Christ is. After this song, I'm just going to take a minute to pray. And if that's you today, your heart today. Open your heart to Jesus. It's not about religion. It's not about church. It's about relationship with Jesus Christ. So can we stand
who Jesus is as a friend, that you have a relationship with him. If you're watching online, I encourage you just to mark in the comments or message us. But if you're here today in the room, I just ask that you raise your hand. We're just going to have to point you out. We're just going to pray for you. If you want to have that relationship, amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just raise your hand right now if you want to know who Jesus is. It's as simple as just saying, God, forgive me for my sins. Say hello to someone. 